Well, it's pretty complicated about motorbikes because you can fall off them. So what does it mean to make it into a steer? Well, you, this part might be a little bit inappropriate, <laughs> but you just cut their balls out. This episode is brought to you by Dunnings, your local distributor of quality fuels and lubricants throughout Western Australia. Dunnings Fuel operate their fleet of trucks 24 hours a day, 7 days a week and on a daily basis have trucks operating in the whole state. Dunnings keeps the whole state running. Find out more at dunningsfuel.com.au Central Station Podcast, where we bring you stories of what life in the outback is really like and why many wouldn't live anywhere else. So pull up a stump, pop the billy on, or crack a cold one as we talk to the men and women who call some of the most remote parts of Australia home. In today's episode, I'm chatting with the Keo boys, Clem, who's five, Lockie, who's eight, and Jacob, who's ten. These brothers live on Durham Down Station in southwest Queensland, and while they all love station life, they are chalk and cheese. Jacob is the creative up-and-coming movie director, Lockie is the cattleman, and Clem, well, Clem is Clem. Keep your ears peeled for some absolute pearlers in this episode, because we all know that no one can spin a yarn like a kid. Clem Keo, Yeah? How are you today? Good. How old are you, Clem? I'm just going to say six, but I'm five, but I'm practically six. Oh, practically six. You've still got like a whole month to go. So really, you're five. Yes. Almost. Maybe next time when I come back. Actually, next time when I come back and visit, you'll be. Yeah. Actually, no, you'll still be five. Oh, what? Yeah, 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 because I'm coming back before your birthday. But I I heard you got somebody to make you like a really cool birthday present this week. What birthday present did you get made? A shirt. Yeah, what kind of shirt? A black one, how they have skulls on them. A black one with skulls and bones on it. I think that's a shirt that that suits you, doesn't it? I'm just gonna go talk about some real things now. On the- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You can, yeah. Um. So, what would you like to talk about on the podcast, Clem? Well, I want to talk about motorbikes in school. Okay. So, should we talk about school first, and then we'll go to motorbikes? No. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about motorbikes then. What can you tell me? Because I don't really know anything about motorbikes. So what can you tell me and all the people listening? Well, I saw on my iPad some um, people going down to Fink on the Toby Price race. On the Fink Desert Race, you mean? Yes. What's And what's Toby Price? Is that is, – well, 
It's just a world champion bike rider. Oh, and do you like him, do you? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then I've been watching some Supercross videos. Yeah, what's Supercross? Just racing videos. Like motorbike racing? Yes. Okay. So why why do you like motorbikes? What's so good about a motorbike? Because you can, like, have some fun with them. Yeah, what kind of things do you do on your motorbike? I go down, make a little track, do some jumps. I hear that you're um you're pretty rough on gear, Clem, and that you break things sometimes. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> and I, I when I got here, you actually had to ride your BMX bike this week because you'd already broken your motorbike and it was only one week old, wasn't it? Yeah. But and now my bike's got fixed. Yeah, yeah, you're on it today, weren't you? And I went down to the track and I and then turned it and then me and my brother went for a bike ride. Mm. And then it's pretty complicated about motorbikes because you can fall off them. Mm. Have you ever fallen and, off? Yes. Of um, when you weren't here, Steph. Yeah. Um. I was losing control of the brakes, keep stacking it. Yeah. You kept and stacking it. You no, stacked it a lot? Yes, and then I keep going. I stacked about six times. Yeah. Then the kickstart didn't work. Mm-hmm. So what kind of motorbike do you ride? Like what, what if somebody is listening and they want to know where you ride, like is it? I ride a Yamaha. Yeah, and like, does it have numbers or letters or, you know, like some people say, I ride a, I ride a 400 or I ride a three, so, I don't know, they all have numbers, don't they? What, what can you teach me about your motorbike? What's its name? Peewee. Peewee? Yes. Oh, is it Peewee 50? Yes. Yeah. So, and what color is it? Blue. And so you ride a Yamaha. Now Blue. I know there's, um, you can get a Yamaha, you can get, can you get a Suzuki in a motorbike? Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, everybody, you should see the dirtiest look that Clem just gave me. <laughs> you look so like, yeah, of course you can. And you can get a Kawasaki and a KTM. Like, what's your favourite kind of bike? KTM. Yeah, why? Like, what's so good about KTM? Because they go fast. Oh, so they, like, can you use one of them for mustering? No, because they're too loud. Oh, are they like when we were at the William Creek Motorcana? Yeah. Is that like you know there was one person and they had a really loud bike and it was it sounded like it was sick. It was like <laughs> the whole time. Is that what like a KDM sounds like? Not sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else do you want to tell me about motorbikes? Well, we have a motorbike teacher coming up every um. Well, I don't really know when he comes up, but he went when, but he went to go teach the our adults first, and then he, then after a little bit, why when it was five o'clock, um, went then he went to go teach um my brothers, mm-hmm. and then I was then then I leave an hour ago because. I stacked it two times into a tree. <laughs> you stacked it into a tree two times. No, I stacked it like 
I went flying over the handlebars. Then the bike just rolled down over me. Oh, that doesn't sound very good. And then, and then shame. And then Lockie left the Honda. Then then shame took me on his bike. And then, and then on the big jump, he done like a turn whip trick. Yeah, what's a whip trick? It's like how you turn the handlebars. Oh. And then... I don't know anything about bike tricks. Actually, I seen you doing a lot of tricks with your toy bikes, like when you make them go up and then they kind of turn around in the air and then you land in them. Is that a whip? Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, and then when Dad went, um, he bought us some toy motorbikes. And then Lockie got a pit bike and a Honda. Hmm. Then I got a Kawasaki and a KTM. Mm-hmm. And then um, me and Lockie just settled down in the toy room playing with them. We just make them do tricks and jumps. Yeah. And t- this afternoon. And monos. You- monos. What, what's a mono? So, like, the back wheel goes up and then the front wheel's in the air and then you, um, like, have to keep doing it. So you're just, like, riding on one wheel? Yeah. And the front wheel's in the air? Yeah. Do you do monos? Yes. <gasps> Sometimes. That sounds pretty scary. Is it scary doing a mono? No. How come? I just do it, like, this high. Yeah, just little ones to start with? Then that's just this high. Then Dad's not old. Well, he's a bit – he's one – he's one old. Mm -hmm. Then he goes this high. Oh, he goes even higher. So maybe when you get bigger, you'll do even bigger monos. Yes. There's a mono – yeah, mono race at the William Creek Motocana. Do you reckon you'll enter that when you grow up? Yes. Yeah. Are you going to win it? And then – I looked on the computer for some the other two toy bikes, and mm-hmm. then pretty much it about motorbikes. And then, and then at school, um, there's one friend that's called George, and he's addicted to motorbikes too. Then we get around lots because at Port Augusta we buy some motorbikes. Then we go play in the dirt with them. Mm. And then I go hang out with my other friends and then let Lockie play with George for a bit. Then I go play with Nelson. Mm. And then that's pretty much all. So what year are you in in school? I'm in reception. And so is this your first year at school? Yeah. So last year you didn't have to go to school? You no. didn't go in the school room? No. So this year you have to go in the school room every single day with no. your brothers? Well, we have four days off. We got, oh, yeah, that's like this weekend is a long weekend, but on a normal school week you go to school the same days as your big brothers? Yes. Yeah? How? What's it like being in school when normally before this you got to go out and play and hang with mum and do whatever you want to do and now you got to go to school? Yes. Is it is it fun? Do you like school? No. Well, what do you mean? You get to see all your uh, friends at school. Well, I don't like our school. What? Like the school room? 
or the Port Augusta School of the Air? I don't like our school. Like the one at the, the school room out here? Yeah. Why? What's wrong? It's got heaps of pictures and toys he, and a – no, Hey, that's a pretty cool school room. It doesn't room. have KDMs in it. Oh, it doesn't have KDM motorbikes in it? I don't think any school rooms have KDM motorbikes in it, Clem. That's pretty much all. <laughs> Um, I noticed when we were at school the other day on your lesson that you're very good at using the computer and you have to point, you have to like use the clicker and you have to, um, draw like, yeah, use your computer. You got pretty good at that. Yes. Bye. Oh, you, you, you're done now. Yes. You don't want to say anything else? No. You don't want to tell anyone anything else? No. Can you just say one thing to say goodbye to everyone? Goodbye, everybody. This was really good. Okay. I'll never see you again. (gasps) Bye. Bye. Jacob, welcome to the Central Station podcast. Hello. You are our very first Queenslander on the podcast, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's pretty exciting. So, we're in Queensland today. Can you tell everyone what part of Queensland we're in? We're right next to the South Australian border and a cattle station called Durham Downs. Mm -hmm. And why are you on Durham Downs? Because the company we work for, Sydney Kidman, um, we used to live at a little remote um, national reserve called in Aminka, I know we lived there to do the work there as the managers, my mum and dad, and then they got the opportunity to come and work here in Queensland, so they took it, and I reckon it's a very good idea. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit about Durham Downs as a station? Yeah. It's, it, it was very, it's very huge. The, the home paddock that's like, or the, it's like a fenced off big area is pretty big it takes a while to to go through the whole thing and and it's it has a very nice backdrop and mountains because you got the creek down in in next to the house there and at night time you can at sunset you can go and sit on the deck and watch the sun go down wow and so what do you do at Durham Downs how old are you I'm 10 turning 11 in a month. Okay, so what grade are you in then? I'm in grade five. Okay, and so do you go to school in town or how do you go to school? I go to school at a at a um a school called School of the Air. Um it uh, um it has station kids who can't go to proper school and then they go online on computers to do the lessons with the teachers and then Every few terms or so, we'll get together and we'll have like a week, like get school get together in school camp. We'll get a week to hang out with our friends in in um real. So, do you do school from your bedroom then, or the kitchen table? Where do you, if you got a computer, I guess you could do school from anywhere. Yeah, we can, but we usually, but we always do it up in the scoring because we've got all our stuff set up there, and we and the teachers send us work through. Um, our working system, Google Classroom, and then they send us all our sheets and paper and then our governess, Miss Julia, has to print them all out and we do them 
while we wait for our lesson to come on. Now you said we do school. Who else do you do school with? All my mates, um, Ryder and Sam and lots of kids in the school. There's like 50-something. Wow, that's a lot of kids. And do you, are there any other kids in your classroom or are you the only one? It's me and my two brothers, Lockie and Clem. They're both in school. So there's three of you in the schoolroom. That mm-hmm. sounds like it must be very busy and very noisy. Yeah, but we have two other rooms, so we just go in the back rooms there and we can work in there if we want to or have our lessons. Mm-hmm. And um, and usually um, my, my brother Clem just started school, so it's been very tough. <laughs> Is that because he's just little and he gets very excited? He gets – he's little and he's probably picked up a lot because he doesn't really enjoy going. Oh, he probably likes being outside better, hey? Yeah, he loves his motorbikes. Yeah, must be a bit hard sitting at a desk. What about you? What's your favourite thing to learn about at school? Uh, English. I love writing stories and comic books and making movies because when I grow up, I want to be a film director. Yes. Now, I've seen one of your movies. You showed me when we were – in Port Augusta for a School of the Air event and you had made this movie with your two brothers and I think did you use the iPad to film it and to edit it? Yeah. And it was so cool. It was a movie about zombies and for everybody listening, just remember Jacob's only 10 years old and this is like something I would have expected a high school kid or a kid at uni to pull out. Like it was a very well done movie. We might see if we can even post it on Central Station one day and show everyone. But when did you start like thinking that you might want to make movies? Well, when I was about maybe five years old, um, I, I learned about this guy called Steven Spielberg and then he's my all time favorite movie director. And then I just found the job so fascinating because you could do practically whatever you wanted and then you didn't have any mind le- and you didn't have any control and you had no control on what and no one had any control on what you could do. Yeah. What do you what are some of Steven Spielberg's movies that we might know? Do you think we've seen any of them? Maybe you've seen E. T. He <gasps> he did um Jaws as well. He did Jurassic Park. Oh, that's my favourite, I think. Yeah, he did. He's, I've watched nearly all of his movies. And how did you learn about him? Was that when you were going to school or did you just see him on TV? Well, um, I was reading a book about, um, movies and how they're made. And then, cause my nana gave it to me. Wow. And so when did you think, do you start making your first, like, movie? Well, it took me a while to figure out how to do it. Like, when I was about eight years old, I did it. And, I it was a it was my longest movie ever I ever made. Wow! And so you're at the moment you're filming the movies on the iPad. Yeah, I film them on the iPad and edit them, and then I put them on the schoolroom computer and put it all together, and then we can put it on the TV and we all watch it. Wow! And how do you decide when you're making movies? How do you decide what you want to make? Because you also write your own scripts and you direct them. Like you do everything. Usually, there's a whole team of people to make a movie, but you're doing all the jobs. How do you decide what you want to make a movie about? Well, sometimes I see a movie and I want to make something based on it. Like I like I've watched lots of action movies and I made an action movie. And sometimes I made funny priorities like a funny harry potter movie and everything yeah and um 
I and it takes me and I it and I have to edit it and everything, which is is pretty. It takes me a while to edit it all, and I have to put sound effects. But there's not really any script in my movies because um we just like get a general plot. We go to go film it. And then I just tell my brothers what to say and they usually add something onto it funny. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And I also saw the other day you are a really good drawer and you've been um, drawing and writing comic books for a while too. Yeah, I've been drawing them for, for as long as I can remember. Yeah, so what's, what do you like about that? I just like drawing whatever I really want. I can draw something scary. I can draw something adventurous. Something drama related. Yeah, that's awesome. And so being out on a cattle station, I've also seen you riding around on a motorbike and doing all sorts of other things. Um, I know you guys have got horses here and all sorts of animals, but you're, I think like it's fair to say that your thing is that you're the really, out of all your brothers, you're the really creative one that is like the artistic one who does the drawing and the writing and the thing, like, you know, coming up with stories and making movies. Like, is that your favourite thing to do out here or do you also love working with the cows and riding your motorbike? Well, I don't – Some I, I do like working with the cows but not, like, all the time like my two brothers because mm. I don't really want to be a station person when I grow up. I want to be more of a uh, um, a really famous person. Yeah, yeah, like a famous director. Yeah, I want to go live in Hollywood. Wow. And so – I mean, that must be very different if there's any other other little kids out there who want to, you know, do a job like that. uh, It might be a little bit easier for them if they live in the city and they can go and do other things, but you live very far away from anywhere. So does that make it hard or do you think you can, um, I guess, with the internet and other things like that, you can still try and learn what you want to learn and work towards being a director? Yeah, um, most of my movies – that sometimes they're set in the, the city because I got a green screen. I can go behind it and act like I'm in a different place. But most of them, they're about the outback because I don't reckon there's many movies about the outback out there. And I reckon there should be way more because it's so fascinating. Wow. What's the most fascinating thing about the outback? Um, the lifestyle because you have to wake up really early so you don't get into the hottest part of the day. And you can have, and I've got, and since I work on a cow station, you can get potty calves and I've got two pet ones that I've had for about three years now and we love them so much. They're called Quibbity and Barton. Yeah, can you tell me more about them? Well, Quibbity, he's the the very nice one. He's very quiet. That means like he doesn't, he, he's never, he never hurts anybody or charges anybody. Unless someone hurts him, but he, you can just literally just go jump on his back and sit on him because he's like as tall as up to an adult's neck. Wow, he's really big. And what about the other one? What was his name? Barton. Um, Barton, he, he, um, he doesn't, he likes us and we love him a lot, but he doesn't really like getting patted or anything because he's had some, because, um, he had a bad, because back at Inaminka, we we got rid of him for a while because we because um he was a bit sick, but he was okay. So we brought him back. 
Ah, okay. So it sounds like Barton prefers to be – he's more of a cow-cow than a person cow. Yeah, but – He likes to hang out with cows over people. Yeah, but yeah, but he still loves us a lot because we go up to him and we give him a scratch on the head and their fa- Quibbity and Barton's favourite food in the entire world is bread. Really? Yeah. Just plain bread or just do you Just plain put- bread. We just bring out a whole loaf of bread and they just snack on it. Do you ever try and feed them like – Vegemite on bread or, or fairy bread, Nutella on bread? Um, we only feed Barton bread and sometimes apples if you eat apples. Mm-hmm. And then we give Quibbity all sorts of stuff. His top five foods, I reckon, would be hay, mm-hmm. bread, chili chips, <laughs> mayonnaise. Oh, wow. And pizza. Ooh, Interesting. Interesting. Hopefully we get to go see them this afternoon. Hopefully they're not too far away, but I have a feeling they might be hiding in the paddock. Yeah. But we'll see. What else do you like to do out here? I like I like to call my friends over um, Messenger so we can catch up every week or so because we don't get to see each other very often, only every every two months or so. So we always catch up on there and we do it and we talk to each other. Oh, so you guys can do like video chatting over Kids Messenger? Yeah, yeah, Kids me- Yeah, we have funny filters and me and my best, my two best friends, Ryder and Sam, we always muck around on it. Yeah, that must be good. Are Ryder and Sam in your class at school? Yeah, Ryder and Sam, they're in my class. Yeah, so I guess when you're at school, you're having to do schoolwork, so you don't really get to catch up and chat you know, like I guess at other schools, yeah. you'd have recess or lunch or before school or after school, you can hang out and talk. But I guess you only see them during class time, which is when you're supposed to be doing the work. So, yeah, you have to call them yeah. after school. That's yeah. pretty cool. And what's it like living on a station? You guys have lots of workers here. So you have lots of different um, people of, of different ages and boys and girls and they all have different jobs. Do you like – Having so many people around? Yeah, because we every Friday night we have barbecue night and they all go down to the barbecue area where the kitchen is and we have a barbecue with all the workers and we always, like, talk to each other because they're all really nice to me and everything. Okay. Now, to finish up, I want to ask you about the best and the worst parts of living on a cattle station. I don't want to say the worst parts to think that it's all bad, but there must be some, I suppose, some good things and some not so good things. So let's start off with the bit that's maybe not so good and then we can talk about the really good parts to finish up with. Um, I don't really like getting isolated very much because out here we don't really get to see many people except our workers, so I don't really get to catch up on my friends very much or my cousins or my family. I usually only see them like, once a year, my cousins and family. Yeah. I guess that's very lucky, though, that you have, like you were saying before, kids messenger and you can video chat with people. I suppose if we were here like many, many years ago, that that messenger wasn't around. No, then. you'd have to. Me and my friends also, me and Bo and Cody, they're in, Bo is in my class and Cody's in a, in the lower class to me. We're all good mates. We we always catch up on letters. We talk on letters. Really? Like you write letters? Yeah, we write letters to each other because the mail plane goes right through Bo's place. It's just Clifton Hills. 
and then Cody's place is on the Birdsville track in the um, Dolkanina, so he goes straight through there and we can just give mail to each other every Wednesday. That's so cool. So you, you and the mailman, he'll just take it straight to the next place for you? Yeah. That's so cool. I don't know any kids that write letters anymore, um, that write, like, actual letters anymore. And then it's so special, not only, like, you know, I guess if we were in town, you'd have to go put your letter in the in the mailbox and it would go to the Australia Post and the mailman would sort it, but you have, like, your own private aeroplane sort of in a way that is coming and taking your mail around for you. Yeah, because, yeah but in in the mail, we we've also been writing a book together. That's so cool. Well, it's not a really long one, but it's more of a comic book. Like mm. we all like we always do like five pages at a time. They send it to me so I can put it all together. And we've done fifteen pages so far. So we all get to do five pages and we all use the same designs but in our own way. It's very good. I can't wait. We're gonna have to maybe put that up on the website and see if people want to see. I'm sure lots of people want to read that. That sounds so cool. So to finish up what is your absolute most favourite part or the best thing about living out here at Durham Downs? There's so much space. You can do whatever you want out here practically. You can go to my cubby house. We've got one down the tr- in the creek, tree house. You can go motorbike riding. You can go camping because you don't can't do those stuff in the city very often. And you can go explore new areas, like up in the hill I went and found an old quarry that, that only Dad knew about. And then me and my brothers found it together when we, when we mucked around there for a while. Cool. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Jacob. You're welcome. Lockie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's good to have you on here. So I understand that you are one of the Keo boys yeah. from Durham Down Station mm-hmm. in Channel Country, Queensland, mm-hmm. and you love mustering and cattle and all things about being on a cattle station. Is mm-hmm. that right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So what's your favourite part about being on a cattle station? Probably like the potties and mustering. Yeah. So tell me about your potties. Well, we, our main ones are Quibbity and Barton. Mm-hmm. Um, so Quibbo, they are both very big. We've had them since like 2018. And so they used to be one of our workers' potties at Inaminka, but yeah, she passed them on to us. Mm-hmm. And so when you guys moved from Inaminka to Durham, you got to bring them with you? Yep. Yeah, well, probably about a couple of days after. Yeah. Because dad went down in the horse truck and got them. So what's it been like growing up on a cattle station? Um... I can barely remember the peak and the start of, um, what do you call it, in a wing car, but mm-hmm. yeah, I've remembered it's in then and growing up on the cattle station, you just get like connected to it and you sort of, once you're there for a few, out in the, out back for a few years, you just don't want to leave. Yeah. Well, how come you don't want to leave? Well, you probably just keep want to have, well, you probably would have more fun out in the city. You'd have more no, fun. No, I mean more fun out in the outback than the city. The city, yeah. And you go to the city sometimes for school and on holidays, do you? Yeah, a lot of the time. And we go to face-to-face school about three hours away where it's a little bit of a Catholic school, but we have a few friends there because mum thought since we didn't really have anyone 
around to talk to but besides our workers and brothers. So she took us to a face-to-face school. Okay, so you do school the air, but sometimes you get to go into town three hours away and go to a face-to-face school. Yeah, every, like, couple of weeks we go there on Friday. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You get to make some new friends there? Yeah. Do you find it really different being in that classroom than the classroom you've got at home? Um, yeah, a little bit. Is it, it must be weird when you're in the classroom at home, you do your lessons on the computer and you get to have a break and then you might do a lesson later on and, you know, you come into the kitchen for smoko. But when you're at school, you'd have to sit in the classroom all day pretty much. Yeah. Yeah? Mm. So which one's your favourite, school of the air or town school? I reckon it's school of the air because that's where my um, very best friend that I've known since I can remember, Nelson, has been. Yeah. And also George and all that. Yeah. Where's Nelson from? He's from Arkaruna Station. Mm-hmm. And George is from? The Peak. Yeah, which is where you used to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. So tell me about living on a cattle station. Well, living on a cattle station is a lot about sort of fun and all you just got to do is have a lot of fun while you can and um, pretty much just, yeah, I can't really think of anything but fun. <laughs> How old are you, Lockie, by the way? I'm about eight years old and I'm almost nine. Nine? You'll be nine at the end of the year, won't you? Yep. Okay. So for you, I guess, being eight years old, you get to have a lot of fun, but maybe everyone else, they probably have to do a bit more work than fun. Yeah. That's probably the lucky bit about being a kid while you're still mm-hmm. little. Yeah. So what kind of fun do you get to have? Well, we get to ride motorbikes everywhere, mm-hmm. Um, get to ride my horse, Cactus. He's very... Stubborn. Yeah. Um, Tell me about Cactus. Well, Cactus, our nana and papa brought him up. His original name was Victory, but when we went to this horse school, well, it was just set down at our our station, Womanuka, Mm -hmm. and Rusty, which was the horse trainer, he told me to give him, um, he made up a name called Cactus because he looked a bit like a cactus. (laughs) How does a horse look like a cactus? Well, he's got like sort of prickles on him. Yeah. Like, it, well, all the black spots on him looks a bit like prickles. Yeah. Well, I don't actually know why I call him Cactus, but he just called him Cactus. That's all right. And so what do you like to do with Cactus? I like to ride him around and um, about, I reckon about two times I've gone mustering with him. Mm-hmm. Is he a good mustering horse? Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah? He's okay. Tell me, and what about, do you like riding horses better or motorbikes? I reckon... Maybe horses because yeah. there's a lot more to do and a lot more fun. Yeah. So, well, mustering is basically like getting on a bike or a horse and pretty much just push them around and a lot and pretty much keep the herd going until you reach the yard or the dam. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between going to take the cattle to a dam or to a yard? Well, when you're taking them to a yard – you would, well, Dad would say we're going to yard them up mm-hmm. before we get reach to the yard. Like, say we, I'm up at um, Carmona and we're taking them to Carmona Yard. We, I would, Dad would say t- we take we're going to yard them up now. But if we're taking them to a dam, we'd, he would just say like, just let them go because mm-hmm. we're at the dam. Yeah. So that's sometimes you take him into to do stuff with them in the yards and other times you're taking them somewhere to have a drink? Yeah. Yeah? 
Or some we don't usually just take them to have a drink. We usually just like leave them there because mm-hmm. they're probably just fine. Ah, oh, is that kind of like like putting them in a holding paddock? Maybe like yeah, it's a little bit like putting them in a holding paddock, except they're like in a massive paddock and they can just wander around. Oh, okay, yep. So maybe when you're putting them in a new paddock, then that's when you take them to water and you hold them up and then you yeah. let them go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Hold, just make sure they get used to all the water and stuff, so they know where it all is and. Once we're done and we want to move them, they, Dad gets in the ute and go out there, go to the dam and, like, follows their tracks so he can find them. Can you teach me a bit about the cows on Durham and how it all works? Well, the cows on Durham, they're nothing like – the bulls on Durham are nothing like Inaminkas. They were bigger and tougher at Inaminka, but they're way bigger and tougher here. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it works like – when we want a bull, we don't usually just, like, brand it as a bull. We usually, like, buy the bulls. But when when we're, like, getting glue calves and stuff, we usually brand them and, like, make them into steers and heifers and all that. So what does it mean to make it into a steer? Well, you, this part might be a little bit inappropriate, <laughs> but you just cut their bulls out. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. And do you, what else do you do at all when they're in the yards? Um... Sometimes we draft them, sometimes we truck them. Yeah. And usually we just, sometimes we just push them around and into little pens and all that. Yep, so sort them out and mm, yeah. brand them. And then they either go back out in the paddock and grow up big or they go on a truck and they either, go on someone's dinner plate. Well, the big ones do. We don't let the calves go. Yeah, yeah, they've got to go grow up. Yeah, but before, if they're, like, sort of skinny, like, they come out of a real dry paddock, mm-hmm. we, like, keep them in the yard for a little while. We either keep them in the yard and feed them hay for a little while or we, or we, someone comes and takes them to a feedlot and then uh, they go out to the meatworks. Yep. We usually take them to Poo Wong, which is a meatworks. Oh, you say it's called Poo Wong? Yeah. <laughs> That's a funny name. Uh-huh. That's an unfortunate name, isn't it? Very unfortunate. <laughs> And so what's your favourite part about, you know, what do you like about working with cattle? I mean, you could go work with sheep or you could go be an electrician or a plumber or a builder. You could be any job in the world, a doctor, but you really like working with cattle, don't you? Yeah. Well, I reckon when I grow up, like once I get out of school, I reckon I'm either going to come, if Dad still works on a cattle station, I'm going to make go probably go out working for him mm. or – and. Nelson also said he'll come work for me, like he'll come be a worker with me. And so you're going to be the boss? Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. And one of my other careers, I'm going to probably, like, do supercross and all that. What's supercross? It's like motorbike racing, but oh, cool. I like to call it motocross. Oh, okay, yeah. It's like motorbike racing. Cool, like cross country. Yeah. Okay. And so what do you want to do on a – what kind of cattle station do you want to work on? I probably want to work – if once if I don't want to work for Dad, I'll probably try and buy one up in the NT. Yeah. Or the Northern Territory. Mm-hmm. And probably start from there, see if I can make my own company. Cool. And so do you have some good stories to tell me about times you've gone mustering or things that have happened while you've been living on a cattle station? Um. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Let's hear some. When I reckon it was last year, we were mustering at Nakala. That's like a place up in Gunnabrina. That's one of our paddocks. Um, I was on the big one ten, and then so a one ten is a is a motorbike, is it? Yeah, it's like a be sort of like a 
bike a little bit, probably. It's pretty big, but, like, yeah, it's all so right. So it's bigger. So it's for a kid, though. So it's bigger than a peewee, but it's too small for a grown-up to ride, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. yeah cool. I've seen my dad so ride it. a big it. kid's was, bike. He would yeah. look pretty funny riding it, wouldn't yeah. he? I've seen my dad ride the peewee, and it's it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> the peewee was probably going, help me, help me, it's too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so tell me about this muster. Well, we were we found this little mob of cows. This is when we didn't know where the camp was, and especially because we were, like, fresh from the ute because we just got off. Mm. And then we zoomed down and then it was like we, like, took off and we held – once we got them into a little mob – with like one of our work with our workers like Mark and Maddie and all that. Mm-hmm. We went back to get my bike and then we started mustering with Maidie. Mm-hmm. She had like a big mob of them. And when we got to the yard I saw a little goanna and then I started chasing it. Yeah, I Were you chasing it on foot or on your motorbike? On the motorbike. What it was you... very hard because he was waving through bushes and all that. Yeah, what were you gonna do if you caught him? If you caught up to him, were you gonna try and catch him? Well, I was just probably just chasing him for fun. Yeah. I don't know what I would do with him. <laughs> yeah, you might get a bit of a surprise if he actually stopped and looked at you and you got to catch him. Probably. Yeah, I don't think that'd be very fun to hold. I think they've got big mm. claws. Yeah. Yeah. What about other stories? Um. Well, another one, I was, like, brand new here and we went out to see if we could find a camel. Like for a pet, because we used to have one in Edaminka called Scrubby. Yeah. He he didn't like our head stockman, Jacob. He always spat on him. <laughs> yeah. Really? He didn't really like him. Yeah. Um. So we basically just went out there on the bikes and we found a herd of camels and we just and we just chased them around for like half an hour, just trying to get them into a little night yard and see if we can find any like little ones in there, like proper little ones. Mm-hmm. We didn't really get much luck. No, you didn't get a pet camel? Nah. Nah. What about you? Um, You used to have a pet donkey, didn't you? Yeah, we used to have one. Well, it wasn't ours. It was one of our workers. His mm-hmm. name was Douglas. He was, he was very nice and a bit of disgusting. <laughs> Why was Douglas the donkey disgusting? It's still inappropriate. <laughs> oh, that's all right. You can tell us. Okay. Um, well, he used to suck on one of our potties and nuts. <laughs> yeah, he used to try and eat them. He's very funny. Maybe he didn't know what they were. He used to ride on on him and all that. Oh, okay. Maybe he was, it sounds like he was a little bit confused. Yeah. He might have thought there was milk and that it was an udder and it's not an udder. I've seen potties do that to other potties. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen when Quibble and Bard, when Quibbity and Barden were little, little, Quibbity, or I think it was Barden, he used to, um like, he used to put his hand under Quibbity's, like, Belly, then he used to butt it to see oh, if he got milk. Yeah. And then other times, I think we can still do it with them. If you just hold out like one of your fingers, they come and suck on it. And mm-hmm. He thinks they're like an udder. Usually it pretty much only works with little ones. Yeah. Because at Womanooka, we figured out that they have a new one over there. They'd have a new potty and I put my finger out and he started sucking on it. Mm-hmm. It's all disgusting, but it's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, they're just little babies, yeah, looking for some milk. So tell me about... When you're in the cattle yards, what's your favourite job to do? I reckon it might be like branding because mm-hmm. it's got the most fun. Like you run around a lot and like it's it's hasn't got really like a shade thing. So and over the top they have like a sort of 
piece of metal that runs across like the little waving things like up the race so like they can't jump out mm-hmm. if they're real big ones oh yeah and sometimes i get up on there and like run across like a like you're on a top of a cattle truck oh okay yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and tell me about when you're in the yards and you're trying to move cattle around can you explain to me if you pretend i don't know anything about cows like how do you get a cow to move where you want it to and can you teach me a bit about that yeah, um, well, you practice sometimes, like, if you have a big mob of people there, like, some will be at the back pushing them and they're, like, probably about, like, one, two or three people will be out there, like, steering them. Mm-hmm. But if it's just you, you got to run around a lot. Mm-hmm. you got to be nice and fast. Otherwise, because sometimes the, um, you push them from the back and then they run the way and they don't run through the gate. Then they like run across the other side of the yard. Then you got to run real fast. Yeah. But usually I'll go out there and help him. What's your favorite type of cow? Do you like, um, the, the growing, like the mum cows, the dad cows, baby cows, the wieners? What's your favorite? I reckon I like the, um, the bulls and the little calves because the calves are really cute mm. and sometimes bulls are really cute, like they're real, real cute. Really? You you just, the big just bulls makes are you, cute. Yeah, you just wants to, it just if they're big like and mad and they're very cute, it just makes you like want to jump in there and like hug it and squeeze it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, do you ever get to go and pat the bulls? Um, if they're in like the crush or something, yeah, you can probably you. We can, can pat, pat them. I can pat them. Yeah. Do you like to talk to the cattle when you're in the yards with them? Well, sometimes I just like when my brother Jacob's with there, he likes makes little voices for them. Oh, yeah. And then that makes me laugh so much. Yeah. Because he makes them do little funny things. <laughs> now, just as we finish up, I want to ask you what is like the best part about living on a cattle station and what is maybe like not the best part, but we'll start off with the with the bit that's not the best part so then we can finish with like the really happy a happy memory. Yeah, big happy ending. Yeah. That's so good. what yeah, so what's the bit that you know like there's lots of good things about being out here, but what's something that you'd like to change or that isn't so good? Um the worst part is like I reckon the worst part is like the heat and all that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're out there working and usually have like a long sleeve shirt on, but usually we found a way we could literally, we could just like roll the sleeves up so it turns into like a t shirt if it's really hot. hot yeah. So it gives us a little bit of a cool sort of thing. Yeah, well, it's definitely, we don't have that problem today, do we? It's been really, really cold, hasn't it? Yep. Yeah, lots In of In winter time, on. it's good, but this, but last summer was actually good because mm-hmm. it was nice and cool. Oh, really? Mm. Interesting. Well, it's definitely not hot at the moment. I can confirm that. I've been very, very cold while I've been visiting. (laughs) And so what about the very best part about getting to live out on a cattle station? Probably just the freedom and the fun. What kind of freedom? Like in a city, you can't just like run out and go through and explore. But on a station, you can just run off and explore. And, like, yeah, it's just great. Charles Darwin University's Agricultural and Rural Operations team focuses on North Australian production and business systems, offering current real-world knowledge and experience by delivering both full qualifications and industry-required short courses. Courses at the rural campus are designed to develop the skills required for work on a North Australian beef cattle property 
or in the top-end agricultural industry, while providing a sound knowledge base in the pastoral and or agricultural industries. They have dedicated staff who specialise in workplace training and assessment and recognition of prior learning. They will come to you and they service some of the most remote areas in the Northern Territory. Find out more at cdu.edu.au. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or leave us a review. It really helps other people find our podcast. You can find our website at centralstation.net.au where we have over 1,200 stories published from across Northern Australia. All of our podcast episodes, a tourism directory for visiting an outback cattle station and training and employment resources. We're on Facebook at Central Station, True Stories from Outback Australian Cattle Stations. And we're on Instagram at centralstation.net.au. And we're also on Twitter at Central Station 6. To discuss this episode with other listeners, head on over to our Facebook group, Central Station Podcast.